0: Live from Kent, this is The Late Late Show with Toby Payne Cook and Ed Finch. And you are listening live.
1: Live from Kent and Devon, I hope. And Devon is in the room. We are the penultimate show. Much not, not correct information from Sir the lodgers of the Teachers Talk Radio. A penultimate show, Have I put four, 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 five. Is Ed going to join us? Is Ed going to join us? I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Welcome.
0: This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or join in the conversation by downloading the Podbean app and following Teachers Talk Radio. Hashtag TT Radio. Oh, that slow fade.
1: This uh-oh,
2: uh-oh, uh-oh,
1: uh-oh. Uh-oh, where's Ed? Where's Ed? Where's Ed? Come on, join me, my dear friend. Um, good evening, and welcome to the Toby and Ed. Late, 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 late. It's not that late, really, is it? But I know it's late if you're still working. Here he is, CPD Yaf. He's going to flick up in front of me. Yes, invite. Hello, Ed. Hello, hello.
3: Hello, hello. It has worked. Um, I wasn't expecting. Work? It to work? Easy. I've got a <laughs> new telephone, and I was afraid that I was going to have to install the app. It was going to be a nightmare. I'd have forgotten my password, all that. No, straight in. The wonders. Straight in. Straight in. Great this, for, what I are you grateful you for this week? What are you great? I know I'm leading you in because you're going to talk about this for about twenty minutes. What are you no, grateful no, no, no. for this week? I'll start. I'm grateful for uh, the the wonderful staff at the sex shop. That's C E X. Computer and Entertainment Exchange, I think it is something like that, in Exeter, who were very nice about honouring the warranty on my phone and did make a fuss. It's it works, it charges. There you go. I'm grateful for that. You're grateful for. Oh, can we can we not go there quite
1: yet? Can we not right, go okay. there yet? I just, just want to the say that I want I want to celebrate that that it's taken me the least time to log in and prepare for the show and yet we still started on time than it ever has because i was downstairs with anna my youngest age 16 uh-huh. who's accompanying me with um gemma aged 18 and oliver age 20 to um luca in italy next thursday A one week tomorrow oh. We are flying to Lucca, and we are watching a band who I've already seen twice in this month. Um, right. We're watching we a band move. in Lucca at the Lucca Summer Festival, next to the Mura Storiche, which I think is the old city walls of Lucca. Um, we're watching Blur
3: in Italy. Um, blur. and but, blur but Anna and I were just Italy? sorry. Working in Italy. This a sorry? peculiarly British band to me. I wonder.
1: Oops. I think they're quite popular in Europe. They've never, they, they, The Song 2 was popular in, in America, but they didn't mm. crack America with the, with the Britpop Life, country housey kind of era. But mm. I, think, I think the quality guitaring of Graham Coxon has resonated with some of the sort of, you know, alternative American guitar fans. And, but, I, but, but Italy's not in America, so I don't know why I'm talking about America. I think, I think you know, Italy, France, uh, not for Spain not famed for their international pop bands um you know euro trash and all that i mean they do produce some
3: i mean italy it's such a beautiful country with such fabulous food and with such an an extraordinary and glorious history maybe they just think they'd leave the music to us they're like well we could do it but um well they they win in in opera don't they they win in opera um and oh, and are um, good in opera though i mean let's let's question that a little bit is not italian opera the worst of all opera i'm not an expert but you got Pacini, I'm an expert, you got verdi I have an opinion that's why they put me on the radio and
1: I Come on, Ed. I didn't know you were an authority on opera. opera as well as folk music. I didn't know well, you were. An authority. I used to
3: actually. I used to be properly into opera because I used to have a arts marketing job where I drove a van and put leaflets in leaflet racks, and as a result, could claim free tickets for anything that was going on within the entire county of Oxfordshire and beyond, Buckinghamshire, um, and Berkshire, Hampshire, and even I. It was marvellous. I would, go, and so I would go and see every opera that was on for a bit. Yeah. And I rapidly yeah. learnt that Italian opera was not the opera that moved me. Well, Wagner man, were you? No, I can't abide Wagner. What I like is a bit of Benjamin Britain. Give me a Benjamin bit of Billy. Give me a He's bit of good. Peter I like Britain. Well yeah. I like Britain. Love Britain. I'm a big With Britain again. fan. Again. I mean, I know, I mean I have there's more I'm a complex person, Toby. I'm not just three opinions and a hundred two hundred and forty characters, you know. I have depth. I have hinterland. (laughs) My great love of the music of Benjamin Britten. It may not have come up in this, in this radio program, you know. But you know, I'm I'm full of surprises to the end. Whereas I've say your great love of Blur may have been described at length. In I don't remember it. but It may have been. So what do you think? Because I've say Blur. I'm not. I'm not being rude. I'm not. Honestly, they just they never touched me. So to speak, what is it that makes them such a uh, Um, pivotal band for you? I don't. That's a good. It's a really good question.
1: Well, no, because Park. I I was yes. So so their first album, Leisure, um, which was not a big. you know wasn't isn't really what they're particularly famous for i suppose um but that was quite you know it's a big indie album and they were Mm -hmm. sort of associated with Baggy and that you know the charlatans and the the stone roses and that sort of man manchester scene um but they're very much londoners blur um londoners or essexers um and um they uh but i loved there's no other way which there was actually their second single but but from leisure um was a a dance floor classic when i was a student um in in the indie disco you know there's no other way mm-hmm. was very closely played with with um size of a cow by the wonder stuff and their, um like smells like teen yeah, spirit by nirvana exactly. like she's sells sanctuary the cult these songs were all um you know played in a an important sequence At the end of a very drunken moshy sort Mm -hmm. of student night and so i loved blur in 91 um as as an under first year undergraduate and then um uh i didn't follow blur because i was still quite a retro music fan and i've still listened to a lot of stones and a lot of late 60s early 70s stuff and but i did i did before blur introduced the kinks and the small faces and stuff to everybody um via via park life i did love the kinks and the small faces i was quite into that 60s 60s um thoughtful um pop um and and particularly the kinks and so so i liked that so when when park life came out um in 94 um i didn't i didn't notice at the time bit of a confession modern life is rubbish so i i i didn't notice that although i think i watched which is their second album um which is um they're very proud of and they revisit quite heavily on this tour um and the new album's quite rooted in that but park life was um very much written i think to be a successful pop indie pop record. Um Damon Albarn is a bit in your face. He's he he rubs people up the wrong way. He's a very intense, you know, hyperactive man, but but undeniably a great song, you know, his songcraft and his um is is great. So I think that appealed the hooks and all that sort of stuff. But I saw I so Park Life came out when I first bought it was one of the first CDs I bought. So I got a CD player for the first time in autumn 93 um and and separate stereo system and and park life i just remember reading the view review of it in q magazine and i just thought it was just an absolutely brilliant album not just the big hits not just the famous songs girls and boys and park life but i loved the the variety um of it and and then i saw them live at glastonbury 1994 for the first time um on the what's now called the other stage but it was called the nme stage back then and they played at 9 30 on sunday evening the same day that oasis first played that stage and pulp first played that stage and um it was it was really a very um a very good day on the second stage at glastonbury in sunday 19 of 1994 and um and i just loved it so so it was really blur who introduced me to enjoying i was a bit I was a bit timid and i wasn't really into lots of friends of mine were into going to pixies gigs and sonic youth gigs and nirvana gigs and, and reading festival you know around sort of 91 92 um and i wasn't into that so blur was my hook if you like into into the festival scene into into and, and then of course i like guitar music i like guitar pop music i like i love the beatles late beatles and i love the stones and i I love that, you know, and I love all that. So Blur were were the incarnation of that. I always preferred them to Oasis because, I mean, Oasis were fresh and exciting on their first album, but I, I don't dislike Oasis, but I just think musically, they're rather rather one-trick ponies. They're rather dull, whereas Blur... And also, I fell in love with the guitar work of Graham Coxon from, from very early on, so watching him live. I think I think Blur are an astonishingly good live band, so... I know a lot of people who go well. Blur aren't that great. Blur aren't that great because they've got these you know slightly mockney sort of accents and 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 you know Albans a bit. But also they're a bit rooted in punk. You know their favourite bands are sort of you know the Jam, the Clash, the Specials, the Who, um, Graham Coxon loved and 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 I like that punk energy at the root of of them, offset with the kind of melancholy um, lyrical uh, balladry that they that they have done in in latter years as well. So. I don't know. I've just they've just always been fantastic live. I I just think Graham Coxon's the most fascinating guitarist to watch. He's he's incredibly energetic and he can do things with his guitar and his effects pedals that that seldom few other guitarists I've ever watched live can do. And there and then there's a, just a romantic story about them as well. They're they're four boys. You know the two the two Graham and Damon met when they were twelve and thirteen, which was mentioned on stage at Wembley um you know the 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 chance of two intensely creative you know leaders of their musical generation um meeting at school age 12 and 13 in colchester and essex i mean it's just it's just you know and then they're just four boys they're they're a bit of a gang and there's been a lot of emotion and they split up and and you know they have not completely split up but they've broken apart so all that emotion weaves into it i think and I'll stop talking in in one or two more sentences um and also I think interestingly they are four men with one sister each so they don't have brothers so they're sort of like you know they're each other's brothers as well so it's just that you know it's just something I don't know I I just love them and yeah I can see the arguments against them I can see why people like like Ben Newmark always argues argues with me about it on Twitter. Always used to about you know, uh, but but I, I can see how Damon Albarn can wind people up and but you know it was just a, such a celebratory, positive thing at Wembley. I don't think of them as being a stadium band. You know, I think of the Rolling Stones and U two and and Coldplay and and Bon Jovi as being sort of stadium bands, um, but the quality of the songs, the energy with which they play with, the, the fatness of the sound and, and the, the, just the, the pure nostalgia and joy that it induced in, in 80 90,000 people, both both nights, um, was just a, a joy to behold. So there you, go. there you go. That's my treatise on Blur.
3: Well, that was quite good. That was a good, comprehensive answer to a question I haven't asked you to prep. My uh, cook at school, Marie, uh, shout out to Marie Bun Clark if you're listening. I doubt it, but if you are, she uh, she went to a gig last night. Now, yep. bear in mind, listeners, if you don't know, we work in Chagford, Chagford being a small town, it's called a town, it's a village, really, but we pretend it's a town at the heart of Dartmoor. Last yep. night, she went to see the Hollywood vampires in Birmingham. Now, that's wow. a dedication, doesn't it? She said she got home at three last night and she was up again at seven to come to work to do a roast dinner for all the children. Brilliant. But I was like, wow. You know, she goes, well, I love them and uh, I don't want to be that person who's given up on their life for their job. So she did that. But she said the best thing was um, they did Paranoid and Tommy Iommi from Sabbath came on stage and played it with them. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like, to, wow. I mean, that's not a kind of, the Hollywood vampires. is not a band I'm likely ever to travel to Birmingham to see. But the joy of that. I don't think you know, I've heard of them. Well, I mean, I think if you're into dramatic metal, you would have heard of them, and you'd think yeah. they were the best yeah. thing ever. And if you okay. weren't into that form of music, you wouldn't have heard of them. You know, it's that right. sort of thing. Right. Like, like, people who are into that are really into that. Oh, and yeah.
0: Who,
3: you know. There's so much of that it's like, I just love that about music, you know. You can be talking to somebody in a pub and they can be totally, totally passionate about something you've never heard of. You're looking into it and you go, Oh my god, these people are selling out, you know, fifty thousand seater venues all over South America. You know, but it's a bit it's a closed book to me. Sometimes I love the to title of Fifty
1: Thousand. I love the I love the title of the fall the best of the fall the their sort of best of collection is called 50,000 fall fans can't be wrong which is I think a brilliant brilliant line um people I, I I'm always fascinated by why people like what they like and why they don't like what they don't like you know the subjectivity of taste particularly in music
3: um is, it's fascinating the associations they make isn't it you know whether it's associations to social groupings or associations with formative experiences you yeah. know i love folk music i love folk music you know i do it's in my heart and it's my soul i probably will always love it i think i probably will always it's been with me that great love since i was about 15 and i went to see a production of a show called lark rise to candleford well yes yeah, I went to see that. It wasn't called Lark. Rise. It was called Lark Rise. It was a it was two shows. There was Lark Rise in Catterick. The one I saw was Lark Rise. I saw it at the Almeida Theatre in Islington. Yeah, on a school trip, you know, on a, on a school trip, I went to see this show at that time, knowing nothing at all about folk music. Mm-hmm. I watched this show, which had a stellar onstage band of people. I quickly learned were you know superstars like uh, <laughs> Ashley Hutchings was in it, who is a terrible person, but there you go. And I can't remember who else was in it, but it was like it was a, like an all-star band live on stage. But I didn't know that. I just want to see this show as part of my uh, drama O-level. And I walked out of that theatre, you know, a total fan. Yeah. In fact, I went home and I said to my mum, I said, you've got to see this show. It's amazing. You've got to see the show. So we bought tickets and went back up a couple of weeks later, me and my sisters. And they were all completely nonplussed. And what on earth does he see in this? I just, again, the second time I saw it through, I thought it was fabulous. And then I sort of researched as best you could. This is pre-internet, my friends. So I tried to find out what I could about the people on stage, and found out that they were related to this band, and that was related to that band. And, yeah, you know, I loved. I used to love the thing.
1: Rough Guide to Rough Guide to Rock for that. So pre-internet, yeah. pre, pre, you know, the, the the Rough Guide, as in you know, as in the travel Rough Guide um uh, publisher. Um Yeah, you 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 find out a band you, you like, and then you you research what bands they like, and then you go back, and then you oh, all that, <laughs> all that.
3: Other. You know who plays on this? There's this, you know, there's this concertina player called John Kirkpatrick, and then you find out that he's on this thing. So you're like, I guess I, you know, what it took me months to do to put together my early passion for folk and folk rock music. It just sounds terrible, doesn't it? It's 52. I'm the right age for it now. When I was 16, it was distinctly odd. But it's yeah, not, the though, Ed,
1: it's not, it's not odd at all. It's, it's, it, it is, it's, it's niche it's niche but it's not odd um yeah,
3: and, it's, lovely, and you it's know, it lovely the first time i went to property festival and stood in a field with thousands and thousands and thousands of people who bizarrely shared this taste you know there was a real sense of a sort of a homecoming thing going yeah. on anyway yeah so um, humorous, well,
1: yeah. it was the first time i went to um Wembley Stadium. It's the first time I've been into the new Wembley Stadium at all, ever. So I went, the only Wembley Stadium music gigs I've been to, I'm rather, rather sceptical about large stadium gigs and and sort of yeah. purpose-built pyramid stage headlines at Glastonbury, you know. I'm rather sceptical about bands like Coldplay that go, right, we need to write songs that are going to transcend ninety thousand people, and 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 we're going to get them all to hold lights in the air, and and so I'm I'm rather skeptical about formulaic, and of course all pop songs are, are you know, written with that in mind to some extent, but 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 I, I you know I do tend to prefer music that's just written, you know, from the muse and stuff, which blur. Perhaps don't fit that completely because, you know, they are trying to sell quite a lot of records and play live to quite a lot of people. But I like when last went to Wembley Stadium in 1999 and saw the Stones. I saw the Rolling Stones at Wembley Stadium three times 1990, 1995, and 1999. I think I saw U2 there in 1993 with all the TVs, the Zoo Zoo TV tour. And and then um, Simple Minds was my first proper gig and that happened to be at wembley stadium in 1989 and so that's it but but what what i and my memory is weird of course memory is tricks us all the time but certainly when watching the stones who i who i then loved and I, i still very much appreciate now um they um you know there are a lot of grumpy men who weren't very open-minded i remember at that Mm -hmm. whereas at blur i didn't get a sense that there were grumpy people people were very supportive of the support act so on saturday there was some quite new quite current bands there was jockstrap who are sort of london electronic duo and there was the sleaford mods who made a fantastically angry noise i loved that and and then self-esteem she's quite good she put on quite a good show and and people were very appreciative of them. And the crowd was was quite full, even even for the first support. And then on Saturday, Sunday, the supports were a bit more trad. Um, uh, so the selector, so a nice bit of scar. Um, a nice, very positive rant from um, about the NHS. He said, I used to work for the NHS um, and I was never paid enough then. And people who work for the NHS now are still not paid enough now. And so it was a good sort of unionist kind of little rant for you there, Ed, from... Um, I can't remember her name pauline black isn't it the lead singer of the selector it
3: different connotations I it, wasn't, it wasn't trimble was it, it was... huh but, uh, anyway no well good. i'm sorry oh, I then, then Paul it. Played. but anyway <laughs> um yeah good good, good. Uh, so um
1: max Kel- maxim says that when i was off on my went on and on a bit uh max was, uh, you're describing a max kelly assembly um <laughs> yeah anyway so there we go music is music and um it's 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 obviously one of my first loves um that and the coast at heartland and you ed um oh, so bringing
3: it all back
1: so you yeah. were advertised we were advertised by by our great leader sir tom rogers of teachers talk radio of of as being this being our last show which is inaccurate isn't it we're doing one next week aren't we so far as I'm
3: aware, I mean, if he doesn't can want do, us can you anymore, you do
1: the 19th of July. You're you're still at work next still at school, week. Still aren't you? at work?
3: Yeah, that's Wednesday the 19th. I will I will still be at work. I'll still be on the loose in the evening, looking for entertainment and fun. Cool. So, okay, good. Well, we'll
1: do our last one next week. where we won't focus on any particular um, of the seven deadly sins. We'll just we'll just review this 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 journey we've been on together. Yeah, man. Yeah, man.
3: Yeah. So it's going to be great, greatest hits or greatest—I don't know what it'll greatest be. Greatest hits. um uh, Yeah. I don't know, I don't what, know, know what it's going to. You it'll probably, be a show you know, through the um, go through the uh, the statistics. You could maybe ask Tom to go through this. What were our three biggest downloads and see if we can revisit those themes? But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yes, know do. what, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get, get that from Tom. Listen to the thing. I'm not sure I've got time to do that. So uh, no,
1: um, but, but um. On talking of teachers talk radio and listeners, um, we haven't got Lucy with us tonight. I saw Lucy on Sunday at where We had a, we had a drink together. She bought me. She bought me a very nice double gin and tonic, and wouldn't let me buy her one back. Um, but it was lovely to see Lucy there. Um, and so um, and but she's got to think a governor's meeting this evening, so she's not in the live live room. I'm sure she'll listen back. Um, and uh, Someone called Millie, who I used to teach, who I now won't teach again, as we have both left the school, um, wanted me to shout her out on the radio as well. I'm not going to say her surname. So bizarrely, some of my year eight pupils at last school got wind. I, I don't know. I didn't advertise it particularly, but I didn't equally keep it a secret either. Um um and i've listened to a few of our shows which is a bit it's a bit dodgy really but um but you know it's it's quite sweet but she's quite a big fan of the show i don't quite know whether she's a big fan of me or a big fan of the show but um she asked me to shout her out so i'm shouting out millie from year eight at the school i used to teach
3: at there we go there we go well i think that's beautiful i would like to shout out No one from my school because, so far as I'm aware, none of them know it happens. I hope
1: year six aren't listening to you. No,
3: that's listen to us. That's not right. Oh, mate. Well, I don't, I don't don't doubt that my year sixes are listening because my year sixes are on in Normandy at the moment on a residential. Are they? Yeah, bless them in some poor villa somewhere. Isn't that lovely, though? Isn't that lovely that they're doing that? I think it's marvelous. No, it's good. Is it a sort of
1: PGL type villa? Are they are, are. There's some good ones over there in northern France. I
3: have no idea. I no, have no idea. It's, um, they're doing like they're mostly doing D-Day stuff, is what it's all about. They're going to the beaches and going yeah. to the uh, cemeteries, and you know, you know, good for them. I'm sorry, I'm not on that one, but there it is. Oh. There we are
1: so greed then what we're we going to say about greed
3: well um <sighs> i don't remember
1: talking about gluttony
3: i not again i think we might have looked into this but i'm not sure i'm entirely clear on the on the distinction are you well gluttony is about about excess in
1: terms of um food or drink or, or or anything we may choose to put in our bodies presumably um greed is is more about um money isn't it really and more about about um yeah it's about money or about mm. um about land or about about ownership
3: um oh, that, yeah i think i think so so you know we we definitely in terms of the state system and i think you might agree in terms of some elements of the private system as well where you know we're in hard times in education and it's, uh, it's it's hard to you know you can choose to lay blame lots of places and i think you know you don't have to work too hard to see that people who are greedy for power and greedy mm. for control mm. are sucking up huge amounts of the energy in the room some of it's financial some of it's in terms of how they we speak about dedication how we perceive it and in, it was a time a few years ago when various people off twitter if you wrote three successful blogs you'd be invited to uh, downing street <laughs> <shit>, you know
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: sit around a table and people would nod at you sagely and you would feel very very uh, that was
1: a weird phase wasn't it It didn't last very long but it it was quite everyone got a bit addicted to it i i was
3: quite intrigued oh, really, by it did, yeah and people thought it was a, a genuine form of a uh, of validity you know look at me you know i'm not just some you know 26000 Follow a tweeter. I've written some blogs and I've been invited to speak about this in Downing Street to some people who nod and, uh, <laughs> you know, pretty much ignore every single thing you say and then go away and you get a warm feeling about it. If you're really lucky, you get mentioned in the house. I mean, that's... You become a czar if you're very lucky you get to become a czar like Jean-Jacques Gabor she was the first the only one I read this is turning into an
1: episode of just a minute very good Paul Merton thank
3: you very much I do my best anyway so I was like like, well I don't know if greed is really a subject and I thought you know what maybe it bloody is you know maybe there is a lot of people who were trying to get more I could think of there's an early years advisor who's somehow trying to stake claim to the entire real estate of early years and um that's not your friend Ruth just to clarify is it no no that's not Ruth no Ruth I think is not that person um but uh yeah yeah. people who uh people who know uh, will know what I'm talking about people who don't don't need to know but um yeah is that is
1: is that do they work for Ofsted now did they come off Twitter uh, this particular oh, I wonder if you're thinking of another person, male Other, or female.
3: I'm thinking of quirky teacher who was who was um who was quite not thinking of her, but yes, she she, despite not having an early years background, somehow started pontificating on her. Oh, year. she did, she did, she was, she was awful. Position of great ignorance, and then got co-opted not into Ofsted, no, she got co-opted into the DFE. Oh, that's um, right, and that was very odd, <laughs> you know. Because, yeah. Why are the DFE employing people who've done a couple of blogs? You know, simply this is not their area of expertise. They've just experienced a, expressed an opinion, just as I might or you might. But because it was an opinion that fitted with the you know with the preoccupations of a certain education minister. They got wafted in, you know, so I'm not thinking about them, but it's not too bad of a thing. You know, this person wants the attention. They want the energy in the room. They want the power. It is a kind of greed, because if you're really into early years, and for most people, what they really love is being in a room of small people and influencing those children's learning and development. And just the joy of that. I was in my early years earlier today with a bunch of fabulous, tiny children, two and three years old. I had the fabulous author, Sarah McIntyre with me. And right. She was reading them her brilliant story, <laughs> Dinosaur Police, about a dinosaur policeman who eats too much pizza. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the children thought they died and got to heaven. And then they helped her to draw a picture of him and they told her how big his teeth should be and things, you know, and I would rather be there a million times over than be you know in an office going oh yes they must spend more times at their more time at their tables learning stuff you know
1: but I I think it's just I think we are uh, you and I and and a lot of a lot of teachers are just not driven by power or money right so I mean I want i like money i'm very good at spending it and i'm very good at spending next year's money and and the year after's money at the moment um but 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 i uh, i'm not for a period of time i did fan because i've grown up surrounded by affluent people and and my kids have as well you know with some of their Mm -hmm. friends and so you know some of the houses i have visited are astonishing you know it's like walking into a love island villa or or you know a former stately home sometimes but not all of them are like that i just want to clarify but 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 you know i do know people who live in those sort of places and um but but i'm not i don't want that for myself at all you know when i was 18 maybe i kind of you know, thought that was quite exciting, but but I've never, mm-hmm. I've never sort of thought, okay, if I do this job and I do this job and I change every three years and I go and work for this organisation and I go and you know become a trader or a banker or whatever, then I you know then I can have that life, and I've never aspired to that, and I think it may have been slightly kicking against my mother wanting me to turn into my uncle, and my uncle is is John Notch, who is still alive, the uh, the um, former um cabinet minister in in Thatcher's first government um and uh he was trade and industry secretary and then defense secretary in the Falklands war and then he left politics and went to um back into the city and became chairman of lazards Merchant I mean, merch bank and you know he made a lot of money and and he's an he's an interesting and he's a he's a nice guy but he's an interesting guy and I'm quite like him in some ways but I'm not like him in the way that I have any sort of strategy when it comes to career or or making money. And I'm I'm just I'm sort of almost kick against that, you know. And and my dad was was a sort of ideas man and a farmer who loved nature. He wanted to make lots of money my dad but he never he didn't know how to. Um, he was very good at spending it as well. Um and um I don't know I'm I'm just not I'm not driven by making money and you know when i meet people who are and of course i do meet quite a lot of people who are i don't really become their friends because you know i think people who are uh, you know because they're they're sort of you know i I do know lots of people i have friends who have got lots of money but they're not they're not you know it's sort of almost been an accident um rather than an intention whereas for people where it's a clear intention um it scares me and it does those people do exist in the teaching profession you know there are people who who get into teaching who are quite sharp who are quite quick and realize that that a lot of teachers haven't got any business savviness whatsoever so they'll play the game they'll climb the ladder they'll get promoted into into a slt quite quickly because um of their the, the way they go about it. and then and then and i i suppose that's a form of greed you know you're not going to make loads of money by being slt i suppose you can make lots of money by being a chairman or a chairperson of a, of a mat or whatever but but that's that's very niche but so there are there are um not necessarily financially greedy but power greedy people power hungry people in in all walks of life aren't they in all all professions okay. but but i do think that people like you and me and people like people who enjoy this show and and the vast majority of teachers who i admire and respect and the vast majority of scientists who I used to work with who i you know whether in academic academia or in industry um they, they we 're just not driven by by power or money and and um but but the world is driven by power and money, you know, and so maybe we're the fools, you know
3: yeah i mean yeah, I probably am the fool i mean that's 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 fine i mean look at me, brain the size of a planet, and i here i am you know subsisting on lentils but i I can't do it any other way, you know? Ah, oh, come on, Look, then again, what a holier than I sort of a position we take. Look at us airing our voices on the radio, you know? That's that's a very strange thing to be doing, isn't it? And, uh, you know, well, you, you've been very disciplined about coming off Twitter, haven't you? And I, I admire you for it. I have not been quite as disciplined. I've certainly come off it quite a lot. But, you know, both of us had a time when we were probably checking our follower count and sort of
1: oh yeah yeah definitely definitely it's addictive it's addictive it's addictive, it's addictive but
3: is it a form of greed you know could you look at it through that lens and say you know out of the finite resources of the internet i want my fair share and a little bit more maybe hopefully you're yeah. something which other people are finding attractive or useful you know maybe but yeah, I do. You know, I think you could say there's a form of greed. yeah, no, there is a form of
1: greed. Greed for attention. Greed for attention. Greed for approval. I suppose. Yeah, and I, I, I do. I am quite
3: insecure, and and if oh, I put myself this. in a situation where, sorry, so so for both of us, there's a position of deep insecurity there, which we probably need to nod at. But yeah. that's where you know when you when uh, you know you're looking at the child who's stealing food from other kids' lunchboxes and and raiding their uh key stage one uh snack a uh, snack um trolley where they keep the, the government fruit you know you know probably, they're probably not very many of us you know that, that we, we we probably for a moment say this is a greedy job but we also say this child who's not having their needs met at home and you know maybe they need maybe they're desperately hungry that can be the literal case this child is so hungry that they're raiding other kids lunch boxes when the kids are going out to play or oh, it could just be that they're. They're not getting their needs met in another way, and it sort of comes out feeling like hunger, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, So, greed, you know, greed is easy to say. Greed is the sin, greed is the sin. But I guess those of us who look greedy or greedy for attention or needy, greedy and needy rhyme, which is rather kind of them, you know, I think probably it's uh, uh, you know, insecurity and unmet needs and all that. Do you think we ought to play the radio news? I think point? we ought to pause now, have the news, yeah. and come back and.
1: I don't know. Keep talking about something, and um, and and we'll see where we go on. Yeah, music. I've got to go to the music clip tab, and then I'm going to play the news, which may have some adverts and may have some tech updates stuck onto it. We'll be back in eight minutes or so. Everybody, thank you for listening.
2: It's time for a fresh start to language learning. Pearson Edexcel's new student-centered French, German and Spanish 2024 GCSEs cater to the needs of all learners, regardless of their background, ability or reason for studying. Our clinically-approved, ready-to-go, well-being and mental health programme will help your pupils thrive. In only 10 minutes a day, you'll be able to deliver social and emotional learning and well-being tools throughout your school. To find out more, visit us at www.happyconfident.com.
0: This
1: is Teachers Talk Radio. And this is Teachers Talk
0: Radio
2: BBC News reports that the school run by Ruth Perry, who took her own life after a critical Ofsted, has been rated good after a new inspection. Ms Perry died in January after receiving news her school was being downgraded from outstanding to inadequate. Ms Perry's death prompted an outpouring of anger about the inspection system although Ofsted defended its grading process and said one word gradings would not be scrapped. The latest report comments on the work done by the school to address previous weaknesses. The new report raises again the question of high stakes inspections. MPs are to hold an inquiry in the autumn and will look at how the system is working. Ms Perry's sister, Professor Julia Waters, said in a statement, the reversal of the previous judgment in a matter of months Illustrates why schools should be given the time to correct weaknesses before the final report is published, and that the latest judgment proves what all of those who knew Ruth and the school have known all along. Last month Ofsted announced some changes which allow schools that were given an inadequate rating over safeguarding to be reinspected within three months, giving them a chance to be regraded if they have addressed concerns. Teachers' Pay has been in the news again following two further days of strike action from teachers in England. The Daily Mirror reports that Education Secretary Gillian Keegan is continuing to be under pressure to publish pay proposals or risk strikes dragging on even longer. All the major teaching unions in England are conducting fresh ballots after rejecting a £1,000 one-off payment for 2023 and an average 4.5% pay rise for next year. The government referred the decision on pay to the pay review body, who has reportedly recommended a 6.5% pay rise, but the DfE continues to refuse to publish the advice. The Guardian reports on Labour's plans for education should they win the next general election. The article itself focused on plans for early years, which could see more graduate teachers working in nurseries and more nursery places in primary school settings. Shadow Education Secretary Bridget Phillipson said she wanted to put early years on an equal footing with schools to give children the best start in life. The TES gave further comment on Labour's plans as the party set out how it plans to boost teacher retention and improve standards. The plan includes giving early career teachers a one-off payment of £2,400 for staying in the profession and sending regional improvement teams to help schools. New teachers will be required to have QTS and they will also improve recruitment by cutting costs. The party, currently in opposition, has not made any comment on teacher pay. Finally, the BBC reports on what it describes as a crisis in waiting for children in care. In March, the government extended a ban on unregulated homes to children in care aged 16 and 17. This followed a BBC investigation, which found some had been forced to live in caravans and barges, and some had experienced abuse. The crackdown begins in October when Ofsted will begin inspections and all unregulated care settings will become illegal. However, some local authorities fear they will have to continue the use of unregulated accommodation, usually in houses and flats in residential areas, because they will have no alternative. Regulated placements are suffering chronic staff shortages and a squeeze on places at the same time as a rise on numbers of children coming into care is causing continued issues. A DAV spokesperson said it was the responsibility of local authorities to provide safe placements, but that it was investing £142 million over the next three years to ensure the transition to Ofsted registration is successful. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Jo Fox.
1: This is Two Minute Tech with Steve
0: Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm gonna support a question everyone will see at the start of next year. It goes something like this. Hi Twitter, can you reply with where you are so I can show my class how far a post on the internet can reach? With a bit of free tech, you can make this much more visual. I'm gonna use Google Maps because it's free and most likely you'll have used Google Maps at some point in the past. So, when you have all your responses, sign into Google, Go to Maps and click on the menu next to the search box. That's the three lines that look like a burger. From the menu, select My Places. You'll now have four options. Lists, Labelled, Visited and Maps. Click on Maps and at the bottom select Create Map. Now you can give the map a title so you can find it next year for comparison and add all the places from your Twitter replies. Simply type the name of the place when it appears with a blue point marker You can click the plus sign to add it to the map and then select the colour to help it stand out. When you are finished, all places will be saved and you can access the map by following the first few steps. Menu, My Places, Maps. There are loads of other great tools to use also. Measure the distance from your school to those places. Hit Preview and go into the View Only mode. Here you can select a place and you're treated to a short bio and an image of the area. So next time you're looking to bring a lesson to life, why not try using Maps to help pupils see where places are in the world. Do you have any top tips for mapping? Why not get in touch and tell us what you want to know about tech? I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers
1: Talk Radio. And back in the room, I have top tips for mapping, Ed. Huh? Can I hear you? Oh, have I gone AWOL? Ed? Can you not hear me? Hello? Oh, now I'm disconcerted. Oh dear. Do I just need to do a refresh? I'm going to do a refresh. Oh, okay. Can anybody hear me? Ed, Maxim, you can hear me. I've just refreshed. Ed, where are you? Hang on, he's connected. Oh, he may he's muted. He's unmuted. Ed. I can't hear you. No, what's occurring?
2: In my headphones. Can you hear
3: me? Because I can't hear you. Hey guys, my name's Ed and I'm here in this show. Now I can't hear Toby. I don't know if you can hear me at all. Oh, that's nice. But Maxim, can you hear Toby? Because I can't hear a thing. I <laughs> could. You get one or the other. They must have changed the system in some way so you can have one or the other of us. Hello, everybody. It's nice that you can hear me. Well, Toby, it's nice that you can hear me, but I can't hear you. And (laughs) that's going to be problematic. What I'm going to do is I'm going to close the app and then come back in. Okay, so I'm going to close the app and come back in. hope this is great. See you guys.
2: Hmm. Yeah, guys, I still can't hear. I don't know. Toby's
3: yapping away. I think we have confirmed this should be the final episode. Well, yeah, the uh, technology seems to have gone a well, doesn't it? Don't know. Right. <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, my friends, I don't know. Toby might be speaking. Is Toby talking? Someone tell me. This is great radio this is no he's not okay so it's just me toby is talking <laughs> what's he got i'm reduced we just got a uh, good news here in the Finch household is we have a packet of cheese twists that is so how are the only news so toby what shall we do mate not once for yes not twice for no is that bloody i'm gonna refresh my end refresh your end good lord oh uh, hey well listen offspring Shall we have a conversation while toby tries to refresh his end last <laughs> i've refreshed my end <laughs> <laughs> Yay! We're back in the room, back in the room. Everyone's back
1: in. So I refreshed my end. Uh, it was, it was not a euphemism, everybody. And Ed re-logged in and you can hear oh, well, both of us again, and we can hear each friend. other.
3: Yeah, Max,
1: can't Max, Maxim, you are taking the Michael. I'm sorry. I don't, Maxim. i just disastrously dropped all my beer. That's a bad mistake. <laughs> You dropped a bit. Anyway, that was a good, great bit of radio. Um, this is well, not the last show, everybody. You, I mean, it was good, really, because we'd we'd run out of things to say about greed. So, so, so. Um, I, I think. I think. Um, uh, yeah. What else do we want to talk about for the for the next few minutes before we get to your song? <laughs> we can talk
3: about what I'm going to right. sing because we haven't thought... <coughs> I dropped the oh, beer. They dropped the beer very heavily on the floor. Douglas has oh. now helped himself to a tin. <laughs> ah. It's better gone up his Good nose. evening. Ah. Good
1: evening. Is, what is, how is Douglas celebrating post-GCSE
3: life? Is he, is he in, in, on good form? Oh, i great. He's doing great. What's the best thing that's happened since you finished your GCSEs, the Bob? I've done nothing for four weeks. That's not true. You went to the Cotswolds and enjoyed, Cotswolds. enjoyed what I would like to describe as the creepiest place I've ever been. Oh, have you, Jesus. Have you been to Snow's Hill Manor near Broadway in the north end of the Cotswolds? <coughs> I have. Yes. It's a National it's Trust property. It is a National Trust property. Well, we just stayed in a... Well, I say we stayed. Douglas stayed in a cottage just over the wall from it. However, so many nephews and nieces decided to jump aboard what was meant to be a, a sibling's uh, away day that I ended up sleeping in a house 25 minutes away. However, oh, but, but that, but that may nice. have we belonged not... to... it Was that a house that belonged to Kate? It was, so I slept in that house, which suited me <laughs> reasonably well. Um, so, yeah, no, it was good. So uh, we had um, all three of the of uh, my sisters. My brother sadly couldn't make it. But we had three of them, and we had various partners and dogs and uh, and uh, offspring of various any, people. Any ferrets? Any ferrets? No ferrets? No, were there any ferrets? No ferrets. Alas, no ferrets, but, uh, yeah. yeah there,
1: was a, there was a ferret club at my 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 senior boarding school. There was a ferreting club. There was a ferreting
3: club. It when, was a deep... my, when my mum was at some, one of her posh schools that she went to, she uh, was a member of the... Uh, Otter hunting club, the beagling club. They went up rivers. I guess photographs oh, yeah. of this. It's a real thing. They went ran up rivers, chasing beagles up the river, and the beagles chased and killed otters. You wouldn't get away with that in today's Britain, would you? No. And
1: my my, but but, but Not
3: unless but, you were very posh.
1: Um, no, the ferret club was basically a decoy, though. So if you were in the um, if you were in the fifth form, currently called Year Eleven, and um, you could go behind the wreck. Um, which is the sports hall, and smoke your fags. Um, if you're yeah. in the sixth form, you could go up to the wall, as it was called, which was a sort of muddy area by an old wall. Um, and, and that's where you were allowed to... Well, you weren't allowed to smoke in any of these places, but that's where people did smoke. If you were in the third or fourth form, year nine or 10, and you were experimenting with being cool and, um, you know, listening to the cure and the cult and so forth and smoking your first Mm -hmm. cigarettes, then the ferret club was a good decoy because you might smoke behind the ferret huts and ferrets stink so very much. Mm -hmm. that cigarette smoke was not really going to be detected very easily. Um, So, but also if at the weekends you could go out ferreting up the beautiful um, rolling valley opposite the school and, 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 you know, pretend to catch some rabbits whilst basically tabbing away on whatever you chose to put into your lungs. Um, And so it was a decoy decoy club. I I totally I don't think anyone was remotely interested in ferreting and catching rabbits. Um, There you go. That's, That's that's that was a that was a deviation, wasn't it?
3: That was a deviation with sesame snaps because the sesame seeds are very sweet I'm not sesame snaps no douglas is criticizing my uh, homemade replacement seaweed that i served with tonight's aubergine um, teriyaki it's very strange <laughs> have, you, it have, it you, have you have you have you vegan in your household no. no no but i do try to cook a couple of non-meat options each week to prove i can oh i um, tell you I, I I yes exactly I tell you what
1: we need to do before we finish doing this show is yeah. if as we got Douglas in, involved as a special guest um we need to um broaden the 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 credits and pub crawl new year's eve and and, and d- drum up some interest and yeah. make put put Crediton on the map. Not Crediton Curry House on the map. We don't need to put that filthy place on the map. But we do no. and, and nor the Plymouth arms. We ain't going in there again. But um but I think the, the, the um think the white swan. Oh no. We we we're lucky to come out alive first time. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Um anyway, I've got it in the diary already, Crediton Pub Crawl, New Year's Eve with Ed. It's locked Ed.
3: in, it's locked. It's locked in. It's locked in.
1: Zid. It is and literally, it's rain literally rain.
3: locked in in the White Swan. Yes, well, that was magic a, mile. That was a good night out, but I'm really looking forward to uh, being there and not being a head teacher, and not running into lots of ex pupils of the school I'm head teaching in the pub, whilst knowing, knowing <laughs> that I was definitely, definitely very. Very really drunk. quite terribly right. terribly,
1: <laughs> terribly. So me the 30s duke of wimble me edward finch the former head of Chagford primary school drunk yeah, well, in I a hostelry on
3: new year's eve Fully afraid i was gonna speak the truth <laughs> <laughs> so I, I anyway yeah um yeah yeah man anyway that was a good night out and if anybody in radio land would like to join us let's uh let's you know let's put that invitation out now with uh yeah. I mean, yeah,
1: I've got your sofa. Can I book your sofa? You can have the sofa. I ran away before you had a chance to cook me breakfast last year. You did. I know. I was gutted. Uh, my, mother was in residence, but I, Lord knows what's going to be happening in in my Devon Devon roots by Christmas. Lord, Lord knows. Anyway, I'm down Lord in knows, Devon. do you We're
3: going... know that you've got a sofa to sleep on. Oh, well, not on New Year's Eve. You won't sleep on a New Year's Eve, but you may well sleep on it for much of New Year's Day, I hope some of new year's day i don't think i'll sleep
1: for it on very long because it's it's not the most um you know it's it's a bit short for me really but it's okay for a few hours maybe i should
3: invest in a you know in a
1: you know like
3: a sofa bed or something do you
1: think i don't know don't don't invest for me um but ed um but more but also before that um Mm -hmm. swimming are you are you in going to be in devon for a stretch of um august yeah well,
3: coming and going coming and going coming and going, going. so we, we will just have to look at the diaries and find out if there's times when we are both in the uh
1: i think i'm there from from like the fourth or fifth until the uh 20 early 20s anyway we can arrange this on whatsapp sorry radio land um right come on then songs what we're we gonna what are we gonna do
3: Well, I was thinking of a little bit of Sunny Afternoon. Oh, yes. You were talking about The Kinks. Yes. I couldn't think of what else I knew by The Kinks, but I can definitely do a little bit of that. And it's summer as well. Well, it is. Yeah, it is. Sunny Afternoon, not Summer Afternoon, but you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Boom, 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 boom. The man's taken all my dough. And left me in my stately home lazing on a sunny afternoon and I can't sail Sail my my yacht taken everything I've got all I've got this sunny afternoon Save me, save me, save me from from this squeeze. I got a big family.
1: Try to break
3: me. me. And I love to live so pleasantly. Live this life of luxury. thing won't scroll it in a way oh okay. yeah in the summer time my girlfriend
1: my girlfriend's run off
3: with my, my, car. Off with with my, my car. car and gone back to her mar and par, telling tales of drunkenness, drunkenness
1: and cruelty
3: now i'm sitting here sipping on my ice cold beer Lazing on a sunny afternoon. Here we go. Help me, help me, help me, sail away. Well, give me two good reasons why I ought to stay because I love to live so pleasantly, live this life of a luxury. Luxury. On, on a sunny, sunny afternoon. afternoon. In the summertime, in the summertime, in the summertime. Oh, save me, save me, save me from this I gotta I gotta be be my squeeze. I got a big fat mama trying to breed. me, and I love.
1: To, to live so pleasantly, so so live it's this like life luxury. of luxury. On a sunny, sunny
3: afternoon. afternoon, in the summertime, in the summertime, in the summertime, in the. Summer. yeah um we've still got 65 seconds left oh better do another one then what else do we know about the kids think about
1: think about songs for next week i think in our in our greatest hits show which songs have you we should have maybe three or four songs next week that you've really enjoyed playing on the show i'll tell you one that i really loved remembering when it was um when it was Partygate, was 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 breaking. We did the um, Beastie Boys, didn't we? And there was that someone did that you um, fight. for your yeah, right. Party. 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 I'd like to, I'd like a reprise of that one. Um, oh, yeah. You've done a great many songs, but if if, if if Maxim, can you remember any particular songs that you'd like to hear Ed play again that you know you've heard him play on the show whilst we're in the room together? <laughs>
3: Probably radio not.
1: silence. radio silence um okay yeah he's gone
3: well <laughs> i mean I, I have no recollection at all of what i've sung and played it could be anything so um you played some
1: was... songs you played lots of songs i think you played a cure song once which i'm very fond of i think you played girls and boys by blur i uh, i'm not sure that's going to translate very well to the yuki or the guitar i mean it's 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 a sort of it's a it's a disco beat, isn't it? Really. Um,
3: I don't like <laughs> what? I got a like mini keyboard. Uh, Douglas is saying he's got a MIDI keyboard. He could spend a week working oh, the Korg. up. A... Where's the cork? I haven't had the cork out.
1: Maybe we should get the cork out next week as well.
3: Yeah. yeah the Korg.
1: Get the calls out, get
3: your call. Did you not give it back? It was don't like you'd only borrowed no, Sh- it.
1: I thought- Shades, Shades is, I'm going to Womad with Shades, who owns the Korg, and he's actually coming here on, on this this coming Sunday. Haven't seen him for a while, so he's coming here this Sunday, and then I'm going to see him um, less than two weeks after that when we go off to Womad together. So, um, yeah, Korg-tastic, maybe. <laughs> Do you think he's going to want his... Here's called back. He's got three of them. I don't quite know why. Maybe because they're so random that he, he just wants to optimise the randomness. I don't know. I don't know. So, um, yeah, he will well, probably will want it back at some point. You, um, he wants
3: start, oh, look, Girls and Boys has got a G minor in it. Oh, I don't like that. G minor. like? Girls who are boys like a boy, little girl who boys like a girls like a boy should
1: be someone Someone really really love that's good that works that works
3: um it kind of goes around like that for a while
2: doesn't it
3: Yeah, happy days. I mean, happy days. And, and um, yeah.
1: Paul's asking for Park Life. I can. I used to do. I mean, I'm not. I'm not really. Uh, it's so overplayed that song. I, I loved it when eighty thousand people were jumping around to it and singing it back um, in Wembley Stadium. But but I prefer noisy, noisy blur, less less pop blur, to be honest. But um, I used to sing Park Life once with a band. In fact, um, in in Marden village in kent's annual it was it had a dodgy name it was called swinging picnic in the park It was basically the village sort of it was like a village fête with a sort of you know but the, the church choir used to stand on the back of a an articulated a, 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 a lorry trailer or a flatbed truck and um and used to do karaoke sing-alongs to some really really boring old 60s songs and i said come on we need To make this a bit more current, and I made it more current by singing a song that was already about 15 years old at the time. Um, and um, yeah, um, but I used to do the um, confidence is a preference of the habitual voyeur of what is known as um, park life, and part then park life, and then my friend did the chorus. All oh, the people, well, that's
3: so, we could yeah, good.
1: Creating- Let's do part life next week um and others. Um again, no, no roll with it by Oasis though, Paul. Stop it, whoever you are. Um, right, take care, people. We're gonna go now. We're gonna, well. we're, gonna we're going to um it is possible though, just to leave you on this note, to like both Blur and Oasis, just like you are allowed to like the Beatles and the Stones. You oh, know, you can appreciate like them Oasis, for their different yeah.
3: things. I officially yeah. like Oasis. I did. I officially like them because um, my band. We've got our first gig next week. We're very excited. Oh yes.
1: Um, oh, is this your little village, 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 um, beard stroking string group well, or whatever? It's guitar group.
3: Well, it's
1: not a village,
3: of course, because it's town. Accredited. It's a town. Town, a time, the capital of uh, the capital county town of Devon has a cathedral. I'll have you know, hey, St Boniface. I like yes, to get cathedral. um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, with but yes, yeah, so we're going to be at the Elephant on the Green. So if you want to come along, we'll be at the Elephant on the Green next Tuesday from 7 30, and we'll be singing a variety of songs. Most of them, I agree, a few decades old. We feel quite smug because we've got some which aren't from the 60s and including a bit of Oasis which we do very nicely we think and we sing I would like to leave this city this old town don't smell too pretty and I can feel the warning signs running around my mind and I don't think anybody who heard that song if they didn't know already would think it was by Oasis it's sort of sub isn't it (laughs) But we enjoy playing it, and we enjoy singing it, and that's the main thing. We enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, that's nice. What is that
1: song? I recognise that song. I mean, it's probably a rewrite of someone else's song, if it's Oasis, anyway. I mean,
3: yeah, I mean, they're highly derivative, aren't they? But it's... Um...
1: There's only so many chords at the end of the day, I suppose. Yeah,
3: no, still scratching around in the same old hole. My body feels young, but my mind is very old. So what do you say, you can't give me the dreams that are mine anyway You're half the world away, you're half the world away You're half the world away, I've been lost, I've been found, but I don't feel now That's what it is. But, yeah, it does not, doesn't really sound like an Oasis Half the
1: water. it's a B-side, isn't it? I think it's a B-side maybe. Anyway, we got to go. Ed, it's lovely just, chatting you, to you. I've bro, enjoyed it.
3: has been marvellous. It's been marvellous. marvellous. Let's it's been marvellous. Take good care, night
1: everyone. Um, and please do, please join us next week and, and spread the word. And let's have as many people in the live room as possible who, if you've ever listened to the show, those of you who listen back, um if you're if you're listening back to this show please can you try and listen live next week get a Podbean account listen in live come in the live room and we can have some fun 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 with all our songs and our memories and um and we can enjoy our last show for a while before we come back for a special or something um all right take care everybody that was a lot of fun see you next week speak to you next week bye